Hey, everybody. Today, you're going to hear of an idea that aims to help people who are getting priced out of something they need and should have. As well, you'll learn about the time the U.S. Marshals showed up at my house unannounced, one knock shy of breaking down the door. So, welcome to our podcast, everybody. This is The Idealist. Yeah! Jonathan, you've been a homeowner, you've been a tenant before, you've owned a home that you've rented out to others. Give me some tenant horror story. I'm sure you've got some rough stories out there. Yeah, actually not too much, but one story that I have that I think is common for pretty much anyone that's ever rented a place is when we went to rent my daughter's apartment in New York City, and we had to come up with the first month last month's rent and security deposit and just that sticker shock that's right there. Oh yeah. There's no way that 19 year old girl working at a restaurant in New York city can afford to get (laughs) all of that up front. And so I think that that's like the work. And then when you see the apartment too, you know, you're like, are you kidding me? But, but I think that's always in my experiences, that's been a terrible thing. Even when we rented a commercial space, you know, and you have to come up with all of this cash up front and I'm like, I might as well buy something. Correct. Correct. I'm helping a friend right now try to find a place here in South Florida. The rents are so high and that's the problem they're running into. It's the first, the last, the security. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely- You almost have to do like a GoFundMe just to get in, right? Correct. How about you? What, bad tenant stories? Bad tenant stories, being a bad tenant. So we were renting a home in South Florida. This was when my kids were very young. Um, My youngest was an infant- my oldest at that time was like two years old. And I remember we woke up one morning very early. It was like 6 a.m. My wife and our infant are in the bedroom. And uh, my son, Max, and I are watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. You remember Mickey Mouse yeah, Clubhouse? Yeah. Okay. So you can imagine the scene. He's in his diaper. You know, I had just woken up. I'm wearing like my my underwear. I'm topless, right, uh, on the couch. Armin? Are men topless, Brad? <laughs> of course they are. Of course they are. Right. So so I'm topless, okay? okay? Okay. The door, we hear a loud knock, and I think, oh my gosh, this is this has got to be yeah, a joke. It's, it. it's six AM. No, it's six AM, right? This is a joke. So I'm thinking there's some, you know, some riffraff in the neighborhood knocking on doors too early. So I ignore it. Then we hear it again, but louder. Boom, boom. All of a sudden, I start freaking out a little bit, and so I go uh, into the bedroom from the couch to put my top on. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I put some put some shorts on, and as I'm doing that, we hear it again, but even louder: bang, bang. And now I'm, my heart's racing a little bit. So I go to the door, I look out the 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 glass, and there are two U.S. Marshals outside my door. That's terrifying. So I open up the door and they say, are you Dominic? And I'm freaking out and I go, I go, I am not. My name is not Dominic. Okay. My name is Brad. My name is not Dominic. And Jonathan, they asked me the scariest question next. They, they said, where's Dominic? Just like that. As if I was hiding a right. Dominic right. in my home. Right. Um, and? and 
and I am no Dominic Hyder. Okay? okay, so <laughs> so that was false. But I go, guys, guys, guys. I don't know who you're talking about. And they said we have to come inside. So they show me all the relevant paperwork. They had the documentation to come inside, and they search our house. I turn around. We have floor-to-ceiling glass in the back of the house. I turn around, and there are four Broward County Sheriff officers that had – they looked like – it was like The Rock and John Cena in the back of my house, these humongous (laughs) guys with rifles. That's terrifying. So my whole house was surrounded – uh, apparently, as it turns out, Dominic was a white-collar criminal who used to live at the house that we were currently renting, and it was some tax evasion scheme he had going on, and uh, and that was – it was pretty terrifying because yeah. you know, I got my wife. I got these two little yeah. kids, and um, that was by far the worst being a tenant story no kidding. I got. Did you feel, though, like, man, I've got a – I'm living in a house that a white-collar – criminal was living in that was avoiding taxes and all this other kind of stuff like that's got to be pretty cool right so, you th- so you're 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 saying that should be like a, a badge I, of honor I, like i should be i should be excited about about that that I'm, i made it that i got to that point in life yes. where if the u.s marshals came knocking on the door they're looking for a white collar criminal and and they think it could be you and in your realm that should make yeah. me feel really accomplished yeah. I, i'm just picturing like your bedroom had like a swim out sauna that you swam <laughs> under the under the wall into the pool and and that kind of stuff i did sound really bougie when i said floor to ceiling glass yes. didn't yeah. it that was probably yeah. probably uh, I, I do have a think. question though yeah, so you referred to your shirt as a top <laughs> so then does that make your pants bottoms <laughs> i'm not opposed to that i typically don't don't call them the bottoms, but you're right. I do call my shirt your top. It's, it's my top. Yeah, you've never heard that before. Uh, yeah, I've heard women say that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> well, my, listen, wife, my wife usually is looking for a top to match her bottom. And... <laughs> listen, you got to know this about me. I'm you know I'm a very forward thinking, very progressive yeah. guy. Yeah. So I, you I know, it. it's men, women. It's a top. Yeah. A top is a top. Is a top. It. I get it. So a- a- anyhow, um, you you though said something interesting. I know you've got an idea around this. The first, the last, the security deposit is a yeah. big problem. It was a big problem for your daughter. Um, uh, it's a big problem for a friend of mine right now. You've actually got an idea that tackles this issue. So give us the problem. Give us the solution. Let's hear it. The problem is you break your bank account before you ever move into a place. Like if you you have enough money to get moved in, but then it, it's just so much up front that it's that it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so um, my idea is called Securely. It is a okay. company that sits a third party company that goes between the landlord and the tenant, and they say we're going to represent this tenant. We will take care of the first, last, and security deposit, and then the tenant makes their payments. When they make their monthly payments, they add a little bit extra on to. For securely, that's where securely comes in and makes money. So they're just basically they are the provider. They're like an insurance company. They're the provider of the first, last, and security deposit for the tenant. So clarifying question: it's it's a twelve it's twelve hundred dollars, right? So that's what securely is going to put up. Let's say in this scenario, first, last, and security is twelve hundred bucks, and the tenant is going to pay a hundred dollars a month over okay. the next year to. Pay it off. Is that yeah? Is, that's it. Okay, yep. great. Okay, cool. So, uh, where did you? Where did this idea come from? Was it dealing with your daughter in New York City? Is that was that yeah, where it I came mean, from? Initially, like it, 
it's come from being poor my whole life. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes from. So when you when you come from a place with, uh, do, you, do you know what floor to ceiling glasses? Do I have to, let I've, me explain it to you? Let me explain how it, it works. Yeah, I've seen it in like Walmart and some other <laughs> nice stores. You know, the the wall to ceiling glass out front. But um, so in in that situation, like growing up the way I grew up with, like that was that was a tough thing to come up with that much money. You know, like I felt like. Anytime I rented an apartment, I was selling half my stuff just to get into the apartment and be like, oh, well, I can go back and buy it at yard sales or whatever later on. So um, that it's always been in my mind. Like there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. And then when we did this commercial lease and it was, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money because it's not just first, last and security. It's first, last, third and security or mm-hmm. second, third and security. So it was, it was this huge chunk of money up front that we could have remodeled the entire thing with, with that amount of mm-hmm. cash. And I, that's when this idea of securely came about, like, why isn't there a company out there that's saying, Hey, Jonathan, no, 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 no. I'll take care of it. You pay me a little bit extra and then they get their money back at the end too. Yeah. So they're kind of double dipping. So let's work through the categories. Cause I think this will be a fun conversation. The you know, first one is gut reaction. My gut reaction is I love it. I love it for the end user. I think this is a consumer product that would would work. I mean, who would not want to use this? Because right. you're tapping into a problem that we all, we all know people. We've all been there, right? We've all been there and we all know people that are struggling to make that first last security. So in terms of like hitting like scratching the itch, it, it's there. So my my gut reaction is if someone can figure this out, yeah. You've got a lot of people who want to use it. This will be a widely utilized service. Right. Um, where does this rank in your mind in terms of your gut reaction? Obviously it's your idea, but do you feasibly see this taking off? I, I think so. I I mean, I have some apprehensions, even like talking through it. I have some apprehensions, but my gut reaction is this is a good idea. It should be there. I would have used it multiple times in my life already. And I know other people that would. So, and that side of things, I think it's a great idea, but I do have some apprehensions just on like how, how it's all going to play out. Okay. Well, let's do yeah, but. So yeah, but. So this is, yeah, it's a great idea, but. So uh, yeah, I'll give one yeah, but. So, um, I mean, personal guarantees, right? I mean, you mentioned commercial properties. Obviously, those typically are coming with personal guarantees. I mean, how does that work with a securely type service in your mind? Have you have you thought through that at all? Yeah, I've thought through a little bit. And one thing that I want to take a step back on for just a second, a lot of times, like in the state of New York, when somebody takes that first, last security and all that, they have to put the last month, the second month, the third month and the security deposit into escrow. Yep. And so that can be kind of a pain, you know, like going through that whole thing or at least documenting where the money's going. So securely takes that step on as well. Like it, it sits in between that and, and it takes that role. So I could see securely at some point, if it got a large enough name inside the industry where there's not even those first, second, third, last month deposits even having to happen. They're just saying, this is a securely customer. We're backing them. So you don't need the money to sit in your escrow. You know that if something goes wrong, we'll take, we'll take care of it. So on that side, as far as the personal guarantee goes, securely is going to have to do some homework and research on individuals to make sure that they have the right people coming into the program yeah. that they, that are going to do a good job and not just bail. Why is why is the work they'll do to vet greater than or different than what uh, an apartment complex or a homeowner is going to do to vet? What why would the risk mitigation be different if securely's doing the vetting? 
I don't think it necessarily is different. I think yeah. I think the the risk mitigation would probably would even be less because they're going to have a lot more people in a lot more areas. You know, so you have a, an apartment complex, let's say, that has a hundred tenants. They they may have fifty of those apartment complexes, so they have five thousand tenants, and so the loss ratio can change a little bit inside of their um, like of, of, of bad tenants and that kind of stuff. And, you know, we, we all know with size comes bargaining abilities. And so as securely grows, I think it could grow to a place where it's basically giving terms to landlords, you know, showing up and saying, this is a securely qualified person. The landlord knows I'm getting my money. I'm going to get it every month and that kind of stuff. And, and it can make that whole, it can speed up that process too of leasing or renting. Great. What other yeah buts do you have? Um, figuring out the the cost model, like where is that breakdown? Where is it? When does securely become profitable? How much do they need to charge extra per month? How much are people willing to pay extra per month? And I don't even think it's just how much do they need to charge, but how much can they get people to pay extra per month? I think those are some things that are kind of, yeah, buts. And there's always the fear of what if somebody bails, you know, what if, what if they trash the place? Because that's another major, major thing yeah. that you have to think through is because that's how that security deposit is. Re- that's what it's there for is to recoup damages to, uh, to an apartment or a house. Yeah. So the what's the, what's off. the, what, how do we solve for that? So if I'm not having to put down in advance a deposit, my $1,200 deposit, um, I'm paying it monthly a little bit each month. What's going to keep me that I'll never get back? You'll never get it back. I'll never get it back. Okay. So what is keeping me from – what's the deterrent to keep me from trashing the place? Uh, That's – that. I think that's you. Okay. (laughs) Like like my deterrent would be you. Like do you want to live in a pigsty? Yeah. Do you – you know, are you going to – Yeah, but I I mean we all know – there are there are owners that have oh. tenants that have violated that for sure. that uh, that that unspoken yeah. human principle in life, yeah. which is you don't want to live in filth. I, think, I mean, I it happens. Oh yeah, it, and it will happen. But I think I think that comes. That's going to have to be some sort of maybe securely creates some sort of like. Um, interview that they do over zoom or something like that, or they say, Hey, snap 10 pictures and show them to me. I don't, I don't know, like those kinds of things, some kind of psychology test that you have to take, you know, a personality test just to kind of see, are you the kind of person who is going to live in a place and make it, you're not going to trash it. Like I think it takes a certain kind of person to say, I'm not going to trash this because I put $1,500 down a year ago. I'm not going to trash the place because I want that $1,500 back. Or someone that says, I'm not going to trash this place because I live here every day. Correct. So this is interesting because I'm wondering now if this is one of the value adds. Tell me what you think. Typically, you go to a big apartment complex and they do just general basic underwriting, right? They're going to check your credit score, might ask for a couple pay stubs. And it's you don't really have a face. You don't really have a personality to them. You don't really have a story to them. You just have your credit score, maybe a tax return, whatever they're asking for. And it's very simple right right which means if you don't have those things in line if they're not perfect you you could be you could be out right they could be asking for more is part of the benefit of securely this kind of manual underwriting process where they're actually taking the time to to hear 
maybe what your situation is, make a judgment that's a little more subjective? Do you think that's a part of it? Now it is. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. Like a holistic ap- approach to it instead of just raw data that doesn't tell me anything about who you are as a person. It just tells me about what you do with your money. Then, yeah, I could see. I, th- I think that's a great idea and a great ad. And and it gives confidence to the the leaseholder to say, okay, this is the kind of person that we want to have inside of our because we all know people that don't have the good credit score. They made a mess of their lives or their financial lives in a previous life are trying to get back on track. And they're just out of luck yeah. when they want to go get a loan for a car, when they want to get an apartment to rent. I wonder if Securely can help these people. Yeah, yeah. that's like, that's exactly where like, I like think who's, it Like who's both big enough and has the ability to make subjective calls. Yeah. Right? I think – I think you need both. You have to be big enough to be able to absorb the risks, to be able to have uh, leverage with the apartment complex and the owners. You Mm -hmm. have to be big enough for the leverage, but you also have to have a little bit – I don't want to say heart, but you have to be able to make subjective calls. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I could I could see all of it working so easily too. You know, even the commercials of securely just log into the app, you know, and you're on the app and yeah. you do your quick little interview there and you answer some questions and maybe take a test and then yeah, they help you and they help you find an apartment in the area that you're looking at. Like all of those things can be a value adds. And they could even it could even be where at the end of it they come through and they clean for you know, for an added, you know, want to pay 150 bucks or something like that. And they come through and clean at the end. Maybe, maybe they just work in that charge to you or something. Yeah. They have some different charges. Yeah. I even wonder if this idea leads to something even more, which is how do you, how do you personalize the process a little bit more because it is so cold, so depersonalized. Mm -hmm. People are not that way. People have colorful stories, right? People have hopes, people have dreams, people have mistakes, people have a future. And what company is is addressing those people as they're going through this really cold, heartless process yeah. of trying to find a place? Who's advocating for them? Is there is there a business there? Maybe. I mean there's definitely yeah. a there's definitely a market for it. Yeah. I and yeah. I mean I think I think monetizing it is the easiest part of the whole story. So walk so walk through the mon- so we've talked about a lot of things here, but walk us through the monetization. How does it work? Yeah. So I think um, it, it's just added in monthly. So instead of paying, let's use $1,000 because it's an easy number. Instead of paying $1,000 a month for rent, I'm paying $1,150 a month for rent. So that extra $150 a month, I'll never get it back. It goes away just like the rent goes away. It's not like it's not paying part of my deposit. So in that's the, the difference. That's Sorry to break difference. in. The difference is if you're paying it all up front and you do a good job, you'll get that on the backside again. Right. Whereas if you're using securely, you're getting the benefit of not having to come up with it, come up with it all at once, but you're able to, um, and you will lose though, lose you, you lose the deposit. Right. But a dollar, okay. but a dollar today is worth more than a dollar a year from now. Like a dollar a year from now is worth 90 cents. Well, in our yeah. economy <laughs> could be yeah. worth 82 cents, you know, but yeah. it, it's worth less anyway. So it's better to have your money, your cash in hand in any kind of emergency that comes up or anything like that. Speaking of emergency, I have a crazy rental story that I, that I didn't talk about. Oh, go. Yeah. So we had these friends who had, had, um, bought actually a house and they had just moved. So it's not really rental, but they had just moved into this house that they had bought. And the husband was working night shifts. He was a, I think he's a doctor or something, but he was gone and the wife was at home and they'd only been there for a couple months. And there was a baby. Um, she had her baby Mm -hmm. back in in the back room and she had a knock on the door 
much like you. Boom, okay. boom, 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 boom. Okay. So she gets up and they didn't have a little peephole. So she cracks open the door and, and opens it up a little bit. And a guy puts his hand on the door and he's holding an ax. Stop. And he says, there's money in these walls and I'm coming to get it. Oh my gosh. She said she freaked out and he was like, where's Dominic? No, I'm <laughs> and she sprints down the hall to where the baby is. She oh grabs, she has her cell phone. She calls 911. The cops show up and everything and they end up arresting the guy. Unbelievable. I know, so he, man. he comes in with an ax and just starts going at the walls. Just starts chopping didn't, the walls. Didn't find money. Uh-uh. Well, the cops got there and stopped him. Didn't find money. No, in the oh. walls that he chopped. So guess what? The very next thing they did was. Okay. So, I mean, if I'm them, I'm, I'm, I'm out of there. They I'm chopped. leaving. No. They cut open every wall in that house. <laughs> they ripped down the sheetrock, everything, and they found no yes. money. No money. Yes. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah. Wow. That, see, but what if they found the money? Though? Oh, think about it. If they would have found the money, it would have been great. But also, the rest of your life, <laughs> you're thinking <laughs> some dude's going to show somebody's going to show up looking for this money. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad they didn't find, find it. the money. You sell the house immediately and you move. Oh, That's what you man, do. Man, that is. Yeah. Or you rent it. You rent the house out to somebody else and you don't tell them. Oh gosh, that is crazy. Okay, that's even better than my Dominic story. That one is that one's bonkers. Um, okay, so we've talked about. Our gut reaction, we've talked about the yeah buts, we've talked a little bit about the financial model of this. And just to be clear, the way Securely makes their money is it they're betting on the 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 owner is not gonna want that security deposit back, so they're gonna keep it. Yeah. And they're they know that sometimes somebody's gonna trash the place, they're gonna lose it. Securely's gonna lose that yeah. to the owner, but they're playing the odds that eighty percent of the time they're gonna get that deposit back. Um, is that the way they do it? Or are they, so. are they I, charging I, interest I, to I the you tenant? How, how does, how do they, how does securely actually make money? Here? So I, I would think if it is a thousand dollars, so then the security deposit would be a thousand dollars instead of charging $1,100 a month, they're charging 1150. So they're all actually making a little more than that security deposit is going to be. So in case they do lose the security deposit, they still have made money on you during that time. And I also think that there's value add throughout. There's, there's options, um, ways that they can, you know, maybe they connect with an insurance company for, or maybe they, they are the insurance company that, that is the renter's insurance or all these different small things like that along the way. So I think there's a lot of opportunities to be a value add. I kind of like it. I mean, they would make a lot of money. I mean, think about yeah. it. They get this oh, security deposit. Let's say it's a $3,000 security deposit, which I still think, you know, if you need to get into a place, I think that's fair. Yeah. You know, you, I'm just going to pay 250 bucks a month or whatever yeah. um, to cover it. And especially on the commercial, think, like we didn't touch on that a yeah. lot, but especially on the commercial, because those can be those can be so much. So, yeah, we haven't really even delved into the commercial side of this no. too much. But that's like that's that a totally different whole new. Yeah. Avenue. Yeah. That's that we will see see what comes of that if anybody takes this idea and runs with it. But. Um, we've, uh, we've kind of talked through the various categories. We've talked about the financial model. Um, are we ready to rate this or anything else you wanted to say about this particular idea? No, I think, I think I'm ready to rate, give you rating options. Okay. Give me rating options. I'm going to rate it and I want to kind of hear what you think as well. So on a scale of you're the landlord. Okay. On the scale of renting to the Branch Davidians from Waco who... Had their whole place burned down. Okay. Yep. I remember. To Chris and Joanna Gaines from Waco. Oh, a Waco themed rating system. Rating system. Okay. Got it. So, so 
do you say Chris and Jojo or Chip and Jojo? I don't know. I don't I don't actually okay. know their names. I just know that they're they're two people that I see on magazines all the time from Waco that have some kind of I like, mean not that I'm a super cranky. fan. Right. Not that I'm a super fan. Yeah. But that show's incredible. Yeah. And 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 it, and just to be clear, it is Chip and it is Jojo. Okay. So Chip be careful and JoJo. next time. Okay. All right. Okay. I got you. And it's Branch Davidians on one side. Cliff and JoJo on the other. No, I'm kidding. Chip and JoJo on Casey the other. and JoJo yeah. uh, on the other side. Okay. Um, oh, do you remember Casey and JoJo? No. From the nineties. No. Uh, uh, okay. Go go Google them. Um, right. Our our listeners are are just over the moon excited about an obscure Casey and JoJo reference. All right. So Branch Davidians to Chip and JoJo out of Waco. Where do I rate this idea? I think it's one of your better ideas. I like it. Um, we're getting close to Chip and JoJo, who I agree would be fantastic tenants because um, I think, well, they're very wealthy. So they're, you know, yeah. you're, you're pretty secure having them. Um, and, you know, if something breaks, they're going to fix it. Right. right? And they're going to make the place look better than when they got well, there. Well, they have an image to uphold. So they, they do have, have an – exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, I, I would put this like renting it to – the president of Baylor, Baylor University. Nice. Mr. Bear. Yeah. I'm going to stay in the Waco theme, right? Um, and I think this is not quite Chip and JoJoville, but this is definitely a an upper echelon uh, professional class tenant uh, in Waco. That's where I'm going to rate this one. How, how about you? Where, where is this one in your kind of, you know, pantheon I, of ideas that you've had, where do you rate this one? Is this a Chip and Jojo for you? Yeah, there's there's not a lot to choose from when you when you jump into Waco, you know? There's like <laughs> a few things. So I was going to say I was going to say the athletic director from Baylor University, so it's in the same same vein right there. Okay, yeah, so yeah. mine's actually yeah, my, my a tenant's better. a little more secure, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, great idea. Really like it. Uh, As always, we'll let somebody else run with it, but good convo today. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'd love it if you would like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. Know we've got a growing list of ideas, so we'll be back next time to share more with you. If you have an idea you'd like to share, head over to idealistpodcast.com and record your pitch right there on our site. We just may share it and pick it apart on an upcoming episode. So until next time, thanks again for joining The Idealist.